Welcome everybody to Conversations with One Million Meditators. I'm so excited today. I'm joined by Akalan. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And I don't know, did I say that wrong? <laughs> You're fine. Akalan. Correct. Akalan. Akalan. I was practicing and then, you know, I get in the groove and then sometimes it just like, <laughs> my mind goes. Um, so I'm really excited to have him here today. I'm just going to introduce him to everybody. He is a spiritual Kung Fu warrior trainer on a mission to help people increase the safety, health, and well-being of both themselves and the world around them. Akalan helps motivated people who want to be inspired by the person in the mirror master self-confidence in 90 days so they can become inner strength champions who rise above their pain and thrive through challenges. He is the best-selling author in this self-care series with the well universe the wellness universe guide to complete self-care volume 2 25 tools for happiness volume 3 25 tools to achieve anything like that just sounds so good I love it I absolutely love it what I wrote about in that book and by the way it's, it's a collaboration so there's a team of authors and I was like what I contributed to the achieve anything was achieving self or spiritual magnificence, magnificence. Ooh, which is easy. something I I, I focus on, I help people do in, in the training that I that I do with people. Oh, that, yeah. well, that's, oh I know, we're gonna dive into it and talk all that, I'm so excited. Um, but I wanna ask you, first of all, a little bit about how um, meditation came into your life. Yeah, well, I mean, I was introduced in a, in, in a little, little ways here and there as, as a kid, but mainly through martial arts, through my Kung Fu training. And I, my approach to it <laughs> in, <laughs> okay, I'm at full screen. All right. My approach to it over the years, initially it was, I was introduced to, you know, guided meditation and visualization and in my gymnastics training in, in school, when I was on the gymnastics team, our coach would have us do visualization exercises to perform better in the, in the routines that we did for our, our, our gymnastics meets. What I do now with my, I've taken it way farther than I was originally taught through the martial arts. Uh, the mind is always meditating is what I, I discovered in my own practice, but, but I teach with my students as well. And for me, meditation is guiding, actively, consciously guiding the meditation that my mind does so that it supports well-being and enjoyment. So for me, it's, I mean, yes, there's set apart practices, but for me, it's, I'm meditating all the time with the, the mental training that I do. That's one of the things like I absolutely love about meditation and the practice is there's so many different ways that it will resonate with somebody and what might work for you you know, totally works for your tribe, but maybe it doesn't work for somebody else. Uh, you know, like there's so many different forms. So I absolutely love talking about different ways and different methods that, um, you know, get into the zone. And, and, you know, martial arts training has so much, you know, with the focusing of the mind and like you were saying, like visualization, it's just such a powerful, powerful thing to bring in. One thing the people I train in meditation enjoy is that, I have them bring their, we bring our bodies into the meditation actively. And there's meditations that we do with movement as well as stances. So when we're doing stances, the body's strengthening 
and it's and they're they're we're bringing in energy strength in in the meditations where uh, we cultivate that type of inner power, and then the moving meditations. I have students that over the years have not they've had a hard time sitting and meditating, so they come and train with me, and they they don't have to sit still and try not to fidget. They because we bring our bodies in, into motion and then the mind goes through the patterns that the body goes through and and the uh, coordinate, mental coordination joins into the physical coordination. And it real quickly brings the mind out of anxiety and worry and, and stress or anger or fear and into the body's experience. And it's quite potent. Wow. One, I wanted to like dive in and ask you a little bit about like the sponge, like the Kung Fu spiritual wire. Like I know we connected on Clubhouse one day. We were talking about like, you know, rising consciousness and well, we kind of got into a little bit of that when we were sidetracked, but we, you, you had mentioned that. I was like, that's so cool. I love it. I absolutely love the name. It reminds me of that. And I, I told you that that movie, but it's like, I just love it. I love it. <laughs> so I would love if you would tell everybody a little bit more about that because I know you've also got um, you know, we were talking a little bit before this show. You've got an awesome training program that helps people get their minds that's like totally in the zone. So, yeah, just just share a little bit about that and the Kung Fu Warrior part because it sounds so cool. It sounds so cool. <laughs> well, Meditation I, I is cool, your right? <laughs> yeah, it's so the training. So, we a lot of us have inner struggles and battles that we fight. And the spiritual Kung Fu warrior training that I developed over the last more than 30 years, uh, it helps people win their inner battles. So it uh, by so self-mastery involved in this and mastering the, the mind, the heart, the body, the ego, and the soul, unifying them into a team of self-leadership that's effective for overcoming inner battles, overcoming mental and emotional pain, and actually thriving. So people that are called to rise above the suffering in the world, thrive in the training. That's what it's for. Uh, you know, go ahead and ask another question. I, I get my enthusiasm, a whole bunch of stuff just came in for me to talk about, and instead of rambling, how about you yeah. focus me on another question? Yeah, yeah. And of course, anybody that is joining in, please post in the comments where you're joining from. We always love to hear from you. Um, but yeah, I would love to ask you a little bit more too about like how you got started into this work, because I know you've been yeah. doing it for like a really long time. Um, yeah, so like, I'm just curious how your journey began. So I started learning Kung Fu uh, from a very unique teacher that brought in a lot of the in-depth inner work and inner strengthening. And which was awesome for me because I started as a teenager, well, 15, and I I had stuff like most of us have childhood issues that as adults we try to we grapple with and try to heal and overcome and get in a good way about. Well, I had help from my kung fu teacher with that when I was going through adolescence. And I, I grew up in a alcoholic home with there was some abuse and uh, I my my teacher helped me get past and overcome the, the 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 hurts from my childhood so that I didn't carry them into adulthood. It was like clearing the slate. And and I felt way better, obviously. And I wanted people, I wanted to help other people in the same way. I wanted to help other people feel as good as I was feeling and the way my teacher was helping me. And because of my drive to service to help other people feel good, 
um, and get help in the ways that I was getting help from my teacher. He took me on as an apprentice and gave me Kung Fu priest training and taught me working with people on multiple levels with the, 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 you know, the mind, the body, the ego, the heart, and the soul. Uh, and the theme of that was of the, the Kung Fu priest training was overcoming the spiritual sickness that is plaguing humanity and, and driving the abuse and the dysfunction, dysfunction uh, and a lot of the, the, the dramatic pain that, well, we see in humanity right now, right? Uh, worldwide. And I grew up observing that first from my, you know, alcoholic, uh, somewhat abusive household. I was growing my childhood home, but also in, in the world around me as I was growing up, observing the culture I was living in, I was seeing people hurt each other and hurt themselves and in various ways. And I wanted to help that. I wanted to help people not hurt so much and, and to be able to be in a, in a better way than hurt themselves or each other. And I didn't know how I was a kid, right? I mean, kids have big hearts and, and want to make things better, but you have to learn how somewhere along the line in order to really make things better. Skills and insights, understanding is helpful. My teacher gave me that in the Kung Fu Priest training with the theme of uh, helping to transcend and overcome and heal the spiritual sickness. That's, again, that's that's driving abuse culture. And the things that I, I grew up wanting to help, like, oh, there's a, there's a cause. And then I learned how to help that. I learned concepts in my training early years of uh, like fighting with love. Okay. Uh, a, lot, a lot of transcendent practices. And then when I graduated my Kung Fu priest training and became a full-fledged teacher and working with students uh, on my own, I, I, my, my teacher, he'd give me a foundation and he charged me with developing further what he had handed to me. And uh, so I, I graduated. I was no longer, a, I was a live-in apprentice uh, for a while in, in, in that the Kung Fu priest training period. And I, I, I set about developing this further and with the goal of making it more relatable to everyday life. Uh, and my teacher said, you know, we're, we're, we're not in a monastery behind walls hidden from regular life. Like we're out among regular everyday living um, and, and not separate. And I've been living, I've been, a, what, I've, what I've been, what I learned from my teacher and my, my foundation training, I've been applying to regular everyday life you know, just going through my 20s with, you know, a social group and the different things you contend with and social circles and 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 dating and having a job and, and then starting a family and getting married and different <laughs> growing pains and emotional challenges through things not working out at times, right? Uh, you know, I, I went through, uh, my family broke up, went through a divorce applied what I was learning and, and developing into healing from that and 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 then the single parenting and just applying it to uh, progressively what I was developing through experiential learning, right? For myself, my students, uh, test pilot a lot, of a lot of stuff over the years and it just kept developing more and more and more and now it's what it is. It's this full-fledged self-care, self-mastery training that turns people into, well, it's into spiritual kung fu warriors, but what that amounts to, and I know I've just been on a a gusto here of da da da. da just I get I get passionate. About it. So I, I'll, I'll take a moment it's to breathe in just a sec here. <laughs> I, 
But it's awesome. helping it's people awesome. overcome <laughs> the inner battles, become champions, inner strength champions. So they rise above their inner pain, right? And then they can thrive through their challenges. And I, and through the throughout all of this, when I was developing uh, over the years, developing this, there were some themes that kept coming through consistently as I would develop the curriculum and the system that I've developed. And it, it, one theme has always been, I want people doing this training to actually like themselves, to enjoy being who they are. And that what's where, you know, comes around to, I, I, like you mentioned in the beginning when you introduced me, I help people who want to be inspired by the person in the mirror. Right? I want people to like themselves. And another theme is helping people find their spiritual magnificence, which the world doesn't tend to show people. And typically the world generally shows, tries to, gives us messages that it doesn't exist. But there is spiritual magnificence in you and all the listeners and the people that we interact with every day. And when we realize that, the way we behave with each other and with ourselves, our thoughts and actions, feel good and generate and create happiness and well-being and increase safety right in in our in ourselves in our relationships and then out into the communities that we're in yeah absolutely love that and I wanted to dive in a little bit too and talk about the books that you had come out. Um, I know I remember when the Wellness Universe launched that series. I, I feel like it was like last March, maybe like not this year, but the year before. I can't kind of remember. But volume one. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, about a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I joined in in volume two, and then uh, two and three, and I'm sitting the current one. It's, it's going to be a fifteen series self master 15 volume self master self sorry so much of my life is focused on self mastery that word comes out a lot when i self -care. <laughs> it's a, a self-care series and i i'm sitting this one out because it's the theme is 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 women uh women uh leaders and and, and goddesses is in the title so i'm just i'm a man i'm not going to tell women women you know. so I'll, I'll jump in the next volume again uh, and then keep going from there. But, but yeah, the first volume that I so, so volume two, the one, the first one I contributed to came out last February and that theme was happiness. It was 25 tools for happiness. And the chapter that I contributed was, or is about, uh, getting through the tough stuff and using the self mastery of spiritual Kung Fu warriorship. And so uh, it was quite a, a, a challenge to fit a working takeaway uh, introduction in, in one chapter. Um, I only get a few pages to work with, but I, I delineated quite a bit in a condensed fashion uh, for people to be able to take away and, and get to where, for first off, to feel good about creating their own happiness. Because what I, what I put in that chapter, part of... Uh, Part of spiritual Kung Fu warriorship is, well, there's, there's a theme of bringing light to the darkness. And a big part of that is creating happiness and putting happiness into the world. Now, when there's a lot of suffering and, and, and problems in the world, we can feel selfish. Oh, do I have a right to be happy if people are miserable? And what I 
in the spiritual Kung Fu warrior way, we kind of champion that. So the, the idea is uh, if, if the spiritual sickness, you know, the darkness overcame, you know, majority of humanity and, and we still needed happiness, right? We, we, we would be the ones that carry the spark of happiness. We, we create it within ourselves and interact in ways that promote other people around us to be able to do that. So that the spark of happiness and being able to create it would be still existing in humanity. And of course, it never gets that dire. There's millions and millions and millions of people who help with that. And you don't have to be a spiritual Kung Fu warrior to help with that. But it's just a, it's a, it's a theme, right? So what I teach is it's an, it's contribution. There's your creating your happiness in yourself. You contribute happiness to the people you interact with family, friends. This is especially important for us parents passing happiness on to our children, right? Children love happy parents. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we can feel good. I mean, the the spiritual kung fu warriorship is about uh, making things better for yourself and the world around you simultaneously, and actually directly through the way that you help yourself. So you don't have to. You can feel good about making things better for yourself, getting ahead, or however you want to phrase that, rising up, and then your increased safety, health, and well-being in yourself ripples out into the world and tell you when you're doing that I'm speaking from experience and and the experience of people that I've trained I uh, you you look in the mirror and, and are inspired by the person that you see yeah well just I love that I love that because it's it is it's so important you know it all begins with you and really learning to come back to that place of loving yourself and removing all these labels and themes and, you know, things that have been placed on over time that we just kind of pick up and we start to take on as our own. But if we really like sit back and observe and, you know, get into that state, we, we really recognize that it's, you know, some of those things really aren't that true. So I absolutely love that. You know, it's like falling in love with yourself all over again. I just want to take a moment and uh, mention that we do have our global meditation event coming up here on September 18th and 19th. And we have collaborated with the uh, Global Heart Dance. So stay tuned for that. And I want to ask you a little bit about this too, because we, we were speaking about this, the power of collectively gathering our energy together, meditating, and I'm sure in, in your practices with, um, you know, your Kung Fu training and stuff like that and martial arts, um, I'm sure you get a vibe of what it's like when you guys, you know, gather that energy together. But I'd love if you have, um, you know, a little bit of an experience or, you know, what, what your experience is with that. Well, yeah, there's the exponential exponential effect that happens when people are meditating a certain focus. On a I, collective side of things, I I <laughs> when I was younger or going through my teenage years, I was participating in an annual basis to a worldwide peace meditation. It was called Peace is Possible Now. I think it started in 86, 86, 89, I think 86. Maybe it was 89. But anyway, peace is possible now. And it was a coordinated effort uh, annually at New Year's. 
and coordinated time in different time zones so that for one hour, people around the world would be focused on peace. And and I, so our time, I think, was 5.45, like local, and, and I'm in central USA time time zone. And then we were 5.45 to 6.45, was our, so it was early, which was nice for people being able to go before work, being able to attend. I think it was four in the afternoon in Japan or something, but it was coordinated for worldwide participation around the around the world to, to uh, the, the concentrated focus for one hour. Uh, and I, I, when I was a teenager, uh, the I was in a youth group, and we, the 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 the, the church that I was in at the, at the time had the youth group lead. Uh, there was a Minnesota state level that held theirs, and and we did a, our own version uh, in our, our our community, and we had a theme each year, and I remember, and I, I started being the lead coordinator for that, and I remember. Uh, the year a friend, one of our, our friends in the, in the youth group uh, lost his brother due to being murdered by his father. And, and so the theme we had for that year was domestic peace, peace in the home. And so we, we fine-tuned our focus on peace for that year. But it, was, it always felt good being in, in community focused meditating on, on peace for that concentrated collective time. So it's kind of a neat deal, the worldwide coordination of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. And it's so it's so powerful. And like you were talking about just that ripple effect that happens afterwards. So we're, we're always excited about it here. We get excited um, when we've got our events coming up. So for those of you watching, stay tuned because we will be coming up here September 18th, 19th and 20th. Um, so there'll be several meditations that you can tune into um, globally all over and um, you'll have to join us. You're going to have to join us <laughs> if, you're, if you're around. That'd be awesome. Um, so um, I wanted to, of course, ask you because I ask everybody, if I can give you a magic wand and you can wave it, what would you like to do? If I had a magic wand that would you know, create what I wanted it to create, it would be that all adults in the world were practicing self-mastery, were self-masters that mastered themselves and were practicing self-mastery. And the reason for that is when you're you've mastered your when you're mastering your, your mind and your heart and your body and your ego and your soul, you do rise above the suffering in the world and you are able to create your happiness and you are able to make things better and and, and contribute to your experience and the experience of the people around you and out into the world in a really potent, powerful way that makes it better through the ripple effect. And the people, I tell you, the, the people that are, those of us in the world and humanity that are, are abusing and perpetuating abuse cycles uh, are not practicing self-mastery, haven't mastered themselves. But those those of us who practice self-mastery are creating better and helping other people, helping us collectively improve our situation so that it's more enjoyable for all of us. So if I could wave a magic wand to be self-mastery throughout humanity, that would be amazing. I would love to see that. So I'm, I'm on a mission to 
to increase that is I don't have a magic wand, but I do have training that I've been developing for 30 years. So it's I got this system and all these skills and techniques and tools for it, but I don't have the the, the quick, easy magic wand. But that would be awesome because we'd get there quicker. I would love that. I'm just going to manufacture some of these up here. You know, just, <laughs> okay. Bring them in. Bring them in. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. Everybody's going to be getting one. They're coming out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so if, if you don't mind, just tell everybody where they can find you. Um, if, if they want to connect with you, of course, we will always drop that in the show notes below. Um, but I'll let you go ahead and share that um, where it's best to connect with you for those that want to reach out and find out more about the Kung Fu, uh, you know, warrior training, because it's cool. It's cool. We need some, sure. more, we need some yeah. more Kung Fu uh, warrior training well, <laughs> innervictorychampions.com. So the name of the school is Inner Victory Champions. So innervictorychampions.com. And I I use that. I, I picked that title because I, <laughs> I want to invite people to come on in and be champions. If you want to be an Inner Victory Champion, well, now you know where to go. But uh, you can also, there's the, for the email, you, you can, it's Acolon, A-C-C-O-L-O-N at innervictorychampions.com. You can that way as well um, connect with me. There will be Instagram soon. I'm slow to the Instagram uh, world. It's, <laughs> again, it's it's been a lot of years, but I have this, this humble beginning background of Kung Fu priest training, which is so not put your visual, you know, Plaster yourself everywhere out in the world on the internet. I, so, but it's 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 helpful for people to get a hold of me and to get uh, in touch about the training and ask questions. Um, so I'm that'll be soon, and and I that'll probably I believe that'll end up being the same as the the email and the, the website would be you know add inner victory champions. So that's coming soon in the next week or, or less. Awesome. Yeah. And absolutely. We will, you can look for the links below in, in the comments and in the show notes. And if you are watching this on the replay, please hashtag replay, drop in the comments, let us know where you're from. If you have a question, ask it. And if you are catching this on the podcast, Apple podcast, we would always love a review. So thank you so much in advance. Um, well, this has just been so wonderful to get to chat about all this stuff um, and, and learn more about you know, the work that you're doing in the world. And of course, the books that you have out. I mean, 25 tools that was happiness and. Um, yeah, and that, that, that was getting through the tough stuff, right? Which is happening in spades right now. A lot of tough situations. Happy uh, tools are awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> and and then the, 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 the spiritual magnificence, achieving spiritual magnificence. There's a that's in the 25 tools to achieve anything. And I put that in also because when you when you are feeling when you've discovered and you're feeling and and creating out of your spiritual magnificence, well, that helps you do all the other things that you want to achieve. Right. Yeah. So and if anybody wants to get a copy or check out those books, um, we'll you can let us know, too, where we can where they can go to find that. Yeah, they're, they're they're You can get them on Amazon. You can definitely get them on Amazon. It's the univ the wellness universe. Guide to Complete Self-Care, and there's there's three three volumes to pick from, and I, I 
I have stuff in the first or the second and the, the third volume. Well, I know the Wellness Universe is such a great community with Anna over there. She's it's just such a fabulous tribe of people, a group of people. That is something definitely worth checking out as well. Mm -hmm. And actually, you can you can find me there too. I've got a profile. I'm a member of the Wellness Universe, and there's I've got some video. I even have a video on there where I'm doing some kung fu movements. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. great. So if there's, I wanted to ask you, I know like, you know, we've talked about some of the things, but is there anything that you want to leave the viewers with before we go? Um, you know, even if it's a tool or something mm -hmm. that they could use to start out with, the floor is absolutely yours. Awesome. So yeah, I wanted to add a little more about meditation. You know, I, I talked about my, my approach to meditation is is managing the mind ongoing. You know, it's the your, the mind is always meditating, so let's let's meditate wisely. Well, there's it adding to that though. It, it helps to have mental skills, and there's actually mental kung fu is part of the the training when I train with people. There's there's tech there's actual mental kung fu techniques that you can learn and practice and use. But the main thing is to build a strong mental framework. As we grow up in the world, we tend to learn hurtful mental framework where the world kind of turns us against ourselves. And, and so we have patterns and programs that in our mind that weaken us or, or hold us back or get us to sabotage ourselves or to think we're not worthy of love that reasons not to like ourselves is we, we tend to over the course of growing up by the time we get to adolescence and definitely by adulthood, a lot of us have a, a, a mental framework that doesn't work for us, doesn't work for our safety and our, our health and well-being. So what you want to do is replace the hurtful mental framework with strong, supportive mental framework. Now, I have a whole system with this. Uh, lots of tools, but as far as I'll give you a couple of things to put into your positive, supportive, strong mental framework. Uh, so uh, these are you know mental stances, attitudes, uh, perceptions, goals, commitments, uh, and I'll, one thing that you can put as kind of a cornerstone if that will help you immensely in building your, your strong mental framework is to commit to being good for yourself and others. It sounds real basic, but there's, there's a big difference between thinking a concept and really living it. And what I can tell you, this helps with so, when, when you're going through pain and you're need, wanting to heal emotional wounds, or if you're wanting to heal trauma, uh, or just, you know, just mental discomfort even, anxiety, the commitment to be good for yourself and others aligns your mind, puts your mind in the direction out of thoughts that are hurtful and into thoughts that help you be good for yourself and others. So that commitment is, it orients your mind to, to what is going to help you be good for yourself and others. And, and uh, I've used that, Many many times, uh, it's it's when I was going through divorce. It was one of the, the the core commitments that helped me. Even though I was feeling intense pain, 
I was, at the time I was working security at a high school and there's 3000 people in the building. And guess what? As a, as a person working security, floating around the building all day, I came into contact with lots of people and a lot of, a lot of teenagers, right? The people needing guidance and encouragement. And I was there to help them like themselves as part of unofficially what I made my job into. But my boss called me into his office to comment that he knows I was going through a tough time. And, and yet I was, he, he called in me in his office to tell me that I was, he saw that I was good for all the people in the building that I was interacting with, faculty and students alike. And he just wanted to shake my hand and tell me, good job. Uh, and and I, I was wondering to myself, well, he's right. I am genuinely in a good way the way he's talking about, but I'm also still feeling all this pain I'm going through at the time. And I realized just as the, my, my strong supportive mental framework and, and, and was helping with that, but these commitments that I'm talking about, we don't have time to, for me to go into all of them, but one of the main ones was, oh, well, I'm in this pain, but I'm committed to being good for myself and others. You know, hundreds of people I'm interacting with in, in, in any given day. Uh, so that kept my mind always orienting and moving towards what's going to strengthen me, what thought to think right now is going to help. Because we can have thoughts that weaken us, and we can have thoughts that strengthen us. We can have thought that thoughts that hurt us, and we can be meditating thoughts that that help us feel good. And I'll add, so that's what I'll mention now. A real easy takeaway here is to, to help with your, your quality of thought be enjoyable to you, is ask yourself questions about the thoughts you're having. Ask yourself, does this thought weaken me or does this thought strengthen me? Does this thought make me feel worse or make me feel better? And then choose accordingly to obviously what feels good and helps you be good for yourself and others. So that's something super easy we can all do. Is Does this thought help me feel better or worse, weaker or stronger? Yeah, absolutely. I think we can all use a little bit more of that on a daily basis, you know, just being more mindful of that and um, sharing that, that, that positive vibe and that positive energy and reminding ourselves that, you know, we can control our thoughts, shifting our states. If you're in one state, we can shift to a not, you know, into an, another state. So I love that you shared all of that with us. It's just been so wonderful <laughs> to get to connect with you. It's been yeah. great. Well, I, know, I know we're wrapping up. I have one another, I can give this quickly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Another easy to use takeaway to help. Uh, the, the mind has a reflex uh, when, it, when, when encountering something painful. You know, if we get uh, hurt emotionally, you know, heartache, heartbreak, uh, feeling rejected, whatever, whatever the cause is, if we feel emotional pain, the, the mind has a, it's a kind of a, a preservation reflex to not feel the pain. And it's a shutdown reflex. It's a reflex to shut the mind down and often the heart down along with it. And trying to not feel the pain by not feeling. You know, we get the, the numb sensation, which is its own type of pain. What, we, what you can do that's more helpful is you can override that reflex and open your mind back up. The thing is, when, when our, that reflex happens and our minds closes down and we shut down, 
you know, in our, in our mind and in our heart. We cut ourselves off from the things that feel good. So what we're, we're trying to avoid feeling the pain, a particular pain, but what happens is we go shut down mode, we end up with a hyper focus or a laser focus on what we're trying to avoid, that pain. So when we're shut down, we're, 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 we're closing ourselves off. The mind closes us off from what feels good. And a lot of that is within ourselves. So there's things inside of you that feel good when you tap into them. The love in your own heart, uh, your your own essence. There's even just memories of yourself or perceptions of yourself that feel good. If you over override the reflex, the shutdown reflex, that mental reflex to try to minimize or avoid pain, and you open the mind back up, that's the first step. The second step is as with the open mind, then you connect the mind to that which is within you that feels good. And whatever else you can enjoy at the time as well, even including outside of yourself. So what happens then is you're able to, while you're experiencing and feeling some pain, you're also able to feel enjoyment. You're also able to tap into and feel encouragement and optimism. And, and it's not a it's not an either or kind of thing. So you're able to then tap into what feels good so you can take care of yourself through the part of you that's hurt at the time. So again, it's just overriding that mental reflex shutdown and opening up and connecting to what you can enjoy, especially within yourself. So there's another takeaway for you. Thank you so, so very much. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love that and sharing that, 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 you know, it's almost like a duality as we're going through these emotional experiences sometimes where, you know, like you're saying, you're going through one experience, but you can still find joy in other ways and, and, and it kind of comes together. And I, I think that writing thing too, you know, that, that really helps. It's a good process when you're going, when we are experiencing something that you're wanting to move through. So, Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for all these juicy tips that you've given us and sharing your journey and in your experience. So I've absolutely loved it. Um, it's just been wonderful to get to connect and, and to do this today. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for connecting. It's been fun to connect with you and the show and, and any, all the viewers, I, I, I really just want the best for you and, and I'm rooting for you to overcome your inner battles and to be in your spiritual magnificence. We'll, we'll send out some big hearts for that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> big hearts to everybody. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will, of course, be back again next week. And then stay tuned for the details, like I say, about our um, our global event coming up where we have collaborated with Global Heart Dance. So September 18th and 19th and 20th, you will be able to find um, the full stream of meditations happening right here on our page. So for it those of you again. part of that. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yes, yes, be so cool. So, um, yes, again, if you're watching this on the replay, please hashtag replay. Let us know where you're from, and we will put the information for where you can connect with Akalong below. And um, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much again. <laughs>